Thank you so much for being here this afternoon. Uh, I, I'm full. I know you're full. Uh, several have told me that uh, oh, if you fall asleep, then uh, uh, don't uh, don't get um, overly excited. But uh, anyway, uh, hopefully I don't fall asleep. So if I fall asleep, you punch me, okay? I want to uh, end up on something that Paul ended this uh, his thoughts on the armor of God, and then we'll flip over to Colossians chapter 1. And I want us to think about what he said about prayer. So in our brief time this afternoon, I want us to think about prayer. I'm reminded of what a story that Charles Swindoll said about a man who was being pursued by a roaring lion. He was hungry. That lion was hungry. And the, the guy, he could feel the, the breath of that lion uh, roaring down on, on the back of his neck. And he began to pray out to God, God, please, please help me. Please save me. Please help this lion to be a Christian. Within seconds, the frightened man realized the lion wasn't chasing him anymore. And he turned and he looked around and he saw the lion kneeling, lips moving in obvious prayer. Greatly relieved at this turn of events, he decided to join the lion in, in prayer. And as he approached the lion, he heard the lion praying, And bless, O Lord, this food for which I am exceedingly grateful. Prayer, prayer is something else, isn't it? Prayer is important. And I want you to notice what Paul said here as he talked about the sermon on the man, or, or I'm sorry, the armor of God. At the end of that, when he talked about putting on all this armor of God, in chapter 6 and verse 18, he says, Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. Being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. And for me. Paul said, and pray for me that utterance may be given to me that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. Turn over, if you will, to the book of Colossians chapter 1. It's obvious that Paul loved the church. Paul loved the church so much that, that he was constantly concerned for the church. He was constantly concerned for their well-being and what was going on and taking place in the church. And Paul spent time praying for the church. As he told the, the Ephesians, pray, pray always. Pray for me. Pray for the work. Pray for what's going on. Pray for this, this battle that, that they were having. And then he writes to the Colossians and he talks about his prayer. Beginning in verse 3 of Colossians chapter 1, he says, We give thanks to God the Father, our Lord Jesus Christ, Praying always for you. Here he is speaking to another church, and his uh, his idea is that I'm constantly praying for you. Since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus, and of your love for all the saints, because of the hope which is laid up for you in heaven, of which you heard beforehand in the word of the truth of the gospel, which has come to you, and it has also in all the world, and is bringing forth fruit as it is also among you since the day you heard and knew the grace of God in truth. As you also learned from Epaphras, our dear fellow servant, who is a faithful minister of Christ on your behalf, who also declared to us your love 
in the Spirit. Paul prayed for the churches that he worked with. And I'm, uh, as I think about Paul's prayer for the churches that he worked with, I have to ask myself and ourselves, what is our prayer for the church? Individually, as I pray, what is my prayer for the church? What is my prayer for Savannah Church of Christ? Do I pray that often? Paul says, I remember you and I pray for you always. He lists out that prayer beginning in verse 9. And I want us to pick up on some things, particularly in verses 10 and 11, that he prayed for. Look at verse 9. For this reason we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you. Here he is saying it again. And to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of His will, in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that you may that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing Him, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might, according to His glorious power, for all patience and long suffering, with joy. So what are some things Paul prays for specifically for this church? He says, I pray that you walk worthy of the Lord. You see, that carries with it the idea is that the church, Paul says, I pray that you walk worthy. Church, I don't want you to be still. I don't want you to stand still. I want you to be active. I want you to be doing something for the Lord. To the church at Corinth, Paul would give them the example of being active in their Christian life by saying, Do you not know that those who run in a race all run, but one receives the prize? You run in such a way that you may obtain it. And everyone who competes for the prize is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a perishable crown, but we for imperishable crown. 1 Corinthians 9, 24 and 25. And that's exactly what we were talking about this morning. That's the life that we go out and live. And Paul prayed that for the church. You know, I wonder, I wonder if that was our prayer for our church family. Is that all walk worthy of the Lord. Be active in living for the Lord. And then Paul also says, you walk worthy of the Lord. And this puts things in, in perspective. What, what is our walk to be? It's to be suitable to that of following the Lord. One person said this, Acting in a worthy manner was important to Paul. He wrote, I implore you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling with which you have been called, Ephesians 4.1. Walk in this way, he says. Walk in, live in this kind of life. He did not mean that Christians can walk in such a way as to be deserving of God or worthy of God's gifts. All of Jesus' disciples, like Paul, are what they are by the grace of God, 1 Corinthians 15.10. Those whose lives reflect the glory of God are walking in a manner worthy of the Lord. This writer goes on to give an example. He says, A politician who lies, cheats, and fails to carry out the duties of his office is not acting in a manner worthy of his office. Christians who are not trying to walk as Jesus walked are not walking in a manner worthy of the Lord. The idea of living in a worthy manner 
was also stated by Paul in Philippians chapter 1 and verse 27 and also 1 Thessalonians 2.12. Listen, he says, Only let your conduct, your way of life, how you carry yourself, everything about your conduct be worthy of the gospel of Christ. To the Thessalonians, he said, that you would walk worthy of God. It's not in perfection because we cannot be perfect, but it's in completeness that's only found in Christ Jesus. Paul said to Timothy in 1 Timothy 4, 7 and following, But reject profane and old wives' fables, and exercise yourselves toward godliness. For bodily exercise profits little. We know that exercising, it profits some. And Paul says that, but it profits little compared to what he's talking about. But godliness is profitable for all things. So Paul said, I pray, I pray that you will walk. Be active, but that you walk worthy of the Lord. But then look at the next thing he says. I pray that you will be fruitful in every good work. Being fruitful then means to multiply, to increase. In Genesis chapter 1, you remember what the Lord told Adam and Eve? Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. In John chapter 15, verse 1 and following, Jesus had this to say about bearing fruit. I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit... He takes away, and every branch that bears fruit, He prunes that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the Word which I have spoken to you. Abide in Me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in Me. Jesus reminds people of the fact that you abide in Christ, and you can bear fruit. And our purpose is to bear fruits of righteousness. You remember Paul talked about fruit in Galatians chapter 5. The fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. Ephesians 2 and verse 10. Paul says, For we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works. One gentleman said, Works are good only when they spring from the principle of the love of God. Or, good works have the glory of God as their object. Or, they have the revealed will of God as their only rule. Paul said, I pray that you will bear fruit. Fruits of good works. We do a lot of good works here. And I'm so thankful for those. And we ought to glory in those. And we ought to be uh, excited about those and be involved in those and share those with the idea that we continue to try to bear fruit. And then Paul says, he prays, they increase in the knowledge of God. Growing in the knowledge of God. We only do that by reading and studying His Word. By challenging one another as we study God's Word. By growing and encouraging one another in our study. John chapter 17 and verse 3. Jesus said, And this is eternal life, that they may know you, the one, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. Uh, I ask the question as I think about this. How do we get to know someone? 
Do you remember when you were dating? Do you remember how you wanted to spend time with that person? You could go all day uh, being with them, but then at night you still wanted to talk to them on the phone. You wanted to be with them. You wanted to be around them. You wanted to learn about them. You wanted to know what they liked and what they disliked. So you spent time with them. How is it any different with God? You see that we grow. Grow in a knowledge of who God is. What God likes and what He dislikes. How God really loves. Who He really is. And that's found in Jesus Christ that we can read about in His Word. You know, there are a lot of things out there that can help us, a lot of Bible reading plans. I know many of you have come across version and, and uh, other things. Uh, Bible Gateway, you can Google uh, for daily Bible readings. There's all kinds of things. I, I, one of the things I like about the version app is when you go in there and you tell I want to do this plan or I want to read this devotional uh, or I want to have this reading plan of, about these books or all the Bible, it will remind you. It will say, hey... It'll come up on your phone and say, hey, don't forget to read today. It reminds us to read. And Paul said, I pray, church, I pray that you will grow in the knowledge of God. 2 Timothy 2 and verse 15, Paul wrote to Timothy. The King James Version says, Study to show thyself, what? Approved unto God. A workman that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. John 8, 31 and 32, we mentioned this this morning. Then Jesus said to those Jews who believed, If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. And we noted this one earlier too, 1 Peter chapter 3, verses 15 and following. But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts, and always be ready to give a defense to everyone who asks you a reason for the hope that is in you, with meekness and fear, having a good conscience, that when they defame you as evildoers, those who revile your good conduct in Christ may be ashamed. Paul had several things to pray about the church in Colossians. That they walk worthy of the Lord. That they be active in that. That they be fruitful. And that they grow in the knowledge of God. What a prayer. What a prayer Paul had for the church at Ephesus, for the church in Colossae, and for the other churches that he worked with. What an example for us to pray those things for my life individually, for my family, and for the church. So that no matter what happens in this world, that people will have no doubt that we are Christians. No doubt that we know God. No doubt that God has talked about in our homes and in our church building. No doubt that we believe God and that when God says something, He means it. Thank you for being here this afternoon. I hope that as we've looked at the things that Paul talked about, in prayer will be helpful in your prayer life. Prayer is important. And we need to be praying every day, especially it helps us, but we need to be praying about the church. And we need to be praying about 
our nation and that we can continue to do the things that we do. If you're here this afternoon and you're not a child of God, it's our prayer that you will give your life to Jesus and be buried with Him in baptism to rise in newness of life going on your way rejoicing. If you're just here, if you're here today and you just need the prayers of the church, what better time than right now with your Christian family that we can pray with you, pray for you, asking God to help you, asking God to forgive you if you need that. If you need to respond to the Lord's invitation, don't wait another moment. Come forward and let us assist you any way we can as together we stand and sing.